When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Eliminating deaths and serious injuries on the road is a team effort. That's why the TAC is giving Victorian football and netball clubs the chance to earn up to 10k from a pool of $1.3 million through the TAC Club Rewards Program. Help make your community safer by promoting the mission on social media, providing safe transport when alcohol is served, getting around the TAC Road Safety Round in July and more. It takes all of us. So get your club involved at aflvic.com.au slash TAC Club Rewards. You're listening to the best of SEM. Ah, yes, I love Mondays. And welcome to all our listeners tuning in for the final hour of the Breakfast with Vossi program. Uh, Stations right across Queensland through the SEN track network, uh, through the Central Coast in the Illawarra, here on 1170 in Sydney, just before we get to our special guests. Uh, back nine underway at the US Open, and it is a thriller. Bryson DeChambeau and Lewis Oosterhausen now sharing the lead at five under par. I'll keep you up to date with that. But right now, welcome to the show again, as we do every Monday morning. The one and only, the GOAT, Cameron Smith. Welcome, my friend. Good morning, Vossie. Great to be back on again, mate. Well, it's good to have you on in a week where you... Well, you're staring down the barrel as a Queenslander. Uh, New South Wales got one hand on the shield. (laughs) You know, Harry Grant, he's another one that's, uh, you know, on his deathbed. I mean, (laughs) Queensland teams can't win at all, getting flogged. Matthew Johns on the program. Matty, welcome as always. Ah, good morning, Vossie. Good morning, Smithy. How are you, Matty? Mate, I am flying. I'm going so good. Yeah, I've had had a great weekend? weekend. Yeah. Oh, mate, Smithy, I've had a great weekend. And this morning, myself and my wife, because we've got the week off, you know, the, uh, we sort of halt to a stop this week to a certain extent, Fox League. So, mate, I'm off mm. to Bathurst for a few days to oh. get out there and, mate, hopefully get a little bit of snow. That'd be nice, Vossy, Vossy <laughs> wouldn't it, eh? Mm. Yeah, no, well done, Matty. That's very romantic. <laughs> off to Bathurst and there's some great Chinese restaurants at Bathurst. You'll be able to yep. take Trish out for a big night out on the town. Yep. That's fantastic. Get, Maybe get the, take her on a visit past Bathurst railway. Jail. You can get, <laughs> yeah. drive through there in, in Bathurst. You can go up and you can actually see through the fence of the jail near the golf course. It's always a great tourist attraction. Well, Vossi, uh, look, you've got me. I'm going there to check out if you go and say hello to a few relatives. Oh, I okay, gotcha. <laughs> Gold panning with Trish. That'd be fantastic. Looking for little flecks of gold. What a romantic, what a, uh, you know, igniting of the love again. Now, boys, let's talk rugby league. You have lived and breathed rugby league all your life. Yet over the weekend, we have had some of the most extraordinary results we could ever mm. see. Melbourne 60 nil after 50 minutes. Yesterday, I called a game where the Titans went from leading... 24-8 to losing the second half 48-0. 
Could you believe what you were seeing over the weekend, Cameron, in those games? Well, I couldn't, Vossie. No, I couldn't, uh, particularly the, the Storm Tigers game as well as yesterday's game that you just mentioned, Manly and the Titans. 40 points in the first half. That was... That's almost. That's not even a training run. That's 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 easier than a training run. It's just crazy the amount of points that are being scored. And I actually sat down and watched nearly the entire game yesterday, as well. And uh, just the turnaround. I've never seen so many uh, shifts in momentum in a season like we've seen this year. Where Manly looked. I don't. I don't I'm not sure whether Manly turned up yesterday and just thought, well, it's going to happen. You know, Tommy's playing. We're up here on the Gold Coast and. Um, you know, it's nice and warm and we'll just turn up and we'll beat these blokes. And they looked a little bit dusty early, but, geez, when they decided to play some football, wow. 48 points in the second half was just crazy. That's right. It was it was mind-blowing. It was just – and it was it was spectacular. People, we're, we're throwing out at our listeners today, is the game better or worse to watch? Well, I'm saying if you mm. weren't entertained by that second yeah. half by Manly, then I don't yeah. know what you turned off and went to that would be better entertainment. That was spectacular as that. Matty, what's your verdict and reason for why we had this happen? People say, oh, it's the set restart. No, it isn't. Melbourne no. only had one set restart in the first 15 yeah. minutes, but they got five tries on the board. So you can't blame well, the set uh, restarts for what Melbourne yeah. did to the Tigers in the opening 15 minutes. Vossi, after 50 minutes, if you, if you said to Madge, mate, listen, would you take 70 points? 70 nil. I reckon he would have said yes because, because mate, I likened it to, do you remember the, the World Cup in Brazil? I remember watching the World Cup semi-final, Germany versus Brazil. I'm going and waking Trish. I said, you just got to see this. Brazil were getting beat, I think, about 5 nil after mm. 30 minutes. And you just going, I'm like, but it was like the other night. I'm sitting there and I'm saying to people, mate, honestly, we're about to see a game where there is a possibility that a side could hit 100 or 90. Mm. Yeah. It was, you know, Melbourne uh, took the foot off as as you do a little bit, and and I, I just I, I cannot get my head around it because if you look at the Tigers and the Storm on paper, yes, Storm have got a better side, but yeah, I looked at that game and there's, there there is talent, there's real talent in that Tigers side, and mm. I I look at that game and I said, mate, this could be well, Melbourne don't turn up here, this could be, you know, that. Mm. The, the Tigers are the sort of side they can spring one on anyone. Yeah. But to be beat like that, that's just, it's, you know, I don't know if teams I love are using you, I love the your hypothetical, Matty. speed in the rucks. You know, I, I don't I love know, your possibly. hypothetical. Mm. You, you could have said, actually, it would be better if you had have said to Michael Maguire, I'll give you 30 points by the 60-minute mark. He would have said, you beauty, I'll take those 30. <laughs> then you yeah. tell him you're going to be trailing by 30. <laughs> you know, with that, that was, that was incredible. Look, I've said, Cameron, all along, defence isn't a natural talent. Like Penrith this year are producing some of the best defensive numbers in mm. the history of our game. Melbourne always consistently good in defence. So if mm. they can do it, why can't everyone else do it? Well, it's the time and, and the, the work that's put in by those teams and... It shows. You look over the last, or how long, Matty, do you reckon, 15 years in particular, and you look at the teams that have been in the, you know, the, the prelim finals or, and particularly the grand final, and, and you look at the team that win the competition, they, they're usually in the top two or three teams defensively at the end of the year, stats-wise. Stats-wise. Um, as far as, you know, line breaks conceded, tries conceded, points conceded, is because they put the time and effort into their defensive systems and their defensive structures at training because it's, it's all good and well thinking, yeah, we've got to go out and score 20 or 30 points, but you also need to defend as well. If you minimise the opposition from scoring 
tries and scoring points, it's it's going to help you in the long run to to win those matches. So I think, you know, when you look at a Penrith and you look at the Storm and and you know the Roosters over the past you know five five seasons, their football sides that they're really they're extremely hard to score against. And you know, I, I just think yeah, you look at those stats you mentioned, Bossy, about how they're quite extraordinary. You know, the numbers that they're producing, it it, it comes down to the work that they put in during the week. Vossi, Maddie, uh, any answers? I'll, yeah, I'll, look, all I'll say is this. I'll, firstly, to talk about uh, defence individually and then collectively. Firstly, individually, mm. uh, coincidentally, a bloke I played with, uh, Paul Marquette, won a grand final with the Melbourne Storm, then won one at Newcastle. Now, Pepe was a guy who, oh, let me, look, I'll try to be kind, but he, he had one of the lowest skill bases of anyone ever played with, Pep. You know, he honestly, mm. hands for feet. Um, and he just... But I'll tell you what he did. Pepe knew he couldn't make it on natural talent. So he would do whatever it takes. And he, he just prided himself on never missing a tackle in a game and make it, making upwards every week of 40 tackles. That was his job in the side. So that's what he prided himself on. And so he had that you know, inbuilt into him that if I'm going to make this in the game, that's what I've got to be about. And that's, that's premiership winning defence. Defending as collective, what amazes me, Smithy, these days? Now, if I'm Manly yesterday, I just keep going down uh, our, our left-hand side because yep. every single time, the Titans' defence, edge defence, defended exactly the same way. Preemptive, yep. outside in. And you just go, mate, if you're Tom Travoy, you just go, mate, this is a joke. It's just too easy. And I look at the mm. South Sydney left-side attack, and every single time, the teams try to defend them outside in yep. time and time again. And you're going, guys, do you ever sit and just react to the situation <laughs> rather than preemptive outside-in defence? It's just, I can't get my head around it. I, I really can't. Mm. That's it. And we're talking with Cameron Smith-Matthew Johns today to superb analysts. Um, Matty, self-confessed hard man of the game, Cameron yeah. Smith, game's record holder, <laughs> and they're struggling to come up with explanations that all that's happened. I will throw this at you, though. Michael Maguire the other night, and was shown in the Fox League coverage, halftime, he's basically gone in there, gone bang, 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 and then left the room. Now, I said at the top of the show, that works if you're Craig Bellamy, Wayne Bennett, and you've got, you know, uh, and sorry, Cameron, I'm blowing a bit of smoke up you, you know where. It's not Jacob Little, it's Cameron Smith, the hooker. It's not Luke Brooks, it's Cooper Cronk, the halfback. And it's not mm. Dane Laurie, it's Billy Slater, the fullback. You've got some senior players that can then pull the players together and issue instruction. But Michael Maguire, who, who did he throw it over to to take the floor to try and get him out of that? Like, to, to me, it, it just wasn't going to work. And, and it was proof was in the pudding after half time. There's another three tries in the next five or six minutes. Yeah, well, I, I guess as a coach, and I've never been in that position, but that, that was probably a little bit of frustration and probably a little bit of not knowing the answers too, Vossi, and, and, and a lot of disappointment, I, I believe, too, in, in the performance that his team put in the first half, and that was probably a message that he was trying to send as well. Deep down, did he think they could come back from 40? Probably not. Um, you know, you always have belief in, in, your, in your players and in your football team, but when you see a, an outfit like Melbourne play the way they did early, um, you're probably just thinking, well, it's the 40 minutes that we've got left. Are we going to make those points up? No, we're not. So I'm just going to send a message to my players here how disappointed I am. I remember there mm. a couple of times throughout um, my career, and, and it was probably more on the training paddock rather than in games where 
we might we might turn up on on a Monday morning, you know, having a few days off, and we're real dusty on the field, and there's balls hitting the ground everywhere, and, and Craig would would grab everyone, he'd give us an almighty spray, and then just walk off the field, and leave us right. out there for the remaining half hour hour, and oh, probably going back to when Matty was playing, he'd have plenty of those stories where the coaches stormed off the field. I've heard stories oh. where where Andrews walked off the field, hasn't he? Yes, yes, I. I, I... <laughs> Andrew sometimes has gone nuts at half time, and the coaches had to say, Joey, can you sit down and just settle down a little bit or walk outside and cool down? I reckon the Tigers, when Madge walked out, they would have went, Oh, thank God for that. Mate, it's, 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 mate I remember once a spray, not in 95 um, Origin Series, that's game three, we were playing Queensland at Lang Park, and Gus came in at half time, so disgusted. And, mate, he could really give a spray. And he started quite calmly. Then he just exploded. And he was going around the side. And by the time he got to, well, a player I don't want to name, uh, he said, and you, you, he said, every single time you come down to breakfast during this series, your hair wasn't done. And when I have a conversation with you, your breath stinks continually. Have you got any, have you got any pride <laughs> that's heavy. <laughs> the breath. When the breath gets a mention, that's got to be close to the last card in the deck. The breath stinks. Wow. Now Lord. let's not keep. Yep. Uh, we, uh, Maddie, we've got we've got to bow here. We've got to, we've got to take one step to the side, you and I, because coming up, Cameron Smith has to set, take set a stage. We don't want to leave the referees waiting any longer. <laughs> yes. This is the most sought after award every week in rugby league. Let's go to the intro. And now on Breakfast with Vossi, Cameron Smith's referee of the round. <laughs> How does it not have a sponsor yet? I, I just don't get it. There's got to be a referee out there that, you know, a company out there that wants to be associated with this segment. Cameron, the floor is all yours. Thank you, Vossi. Um, as always, on a Monday morning, the referees are up nice and early, tuning into SEN. Um, wondering who's going to be the referee of the week, uh, but I can't go past Grant Atkins again. He's got it two weeks in a row, Vossie. Oh, Thought wow, he was outstanding yesterday. Double. As I oh. said, watched um, watched nearly the entire game of the, the Gold Coast Manly and uh, thought it was a great performance. Had a few discussions with the, the captains. Um, called uh, Daly Cherry, Cherry Evans out once and just warned him about the, the um, chat that he was having with a couple of the decisions that he made and just politely said to him, mate, they're my decisions, and if you disagree with them, that's mm. fine, but that's final. Um, and throughout the match, refereed it beautifully. Uh, no sin bins, a mm. couple of penalties here and there, but uh, did a great job, I thought. So well done. Our first two time winner. That's incredible. So in the race, uh, we've got, I get you this time, Butler. He got one. Butler. Chris Butler has been a, a referee. Maddie and, and Grant Atkins, two time winner. That's going to be a big moment for the young fella. Have we, that's have a big lost achievement. Here, have we got a? Uh, is there is there a, like an actual trophy we've got for the end of season? Now I've organised well, something. Got any ideas? You've got it, Matty. Yeah, I, yeah, I've got an. I've organised it. We just need the borders to open up. It's a. Uh, it's a uh, Trevor Tudor Kentucky tour, uh, going over <laughs> and uh, tour uh, sailing the Baltic states. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny? I laugh sometimes. Like my wife says, "Mate, let's go for a cruise to Antarctica." I said. Cruise to Antarctica. Well, like, why would you go somewhere where it's sub-zero on a cruise? (laughs) 
Like, you just, mate, when I think cruise, it's getting the shirt out on the deck. That's it. Yeah. It's RSL on water. That's what you want, you know. <laughs> ah, we need to take a break, fellas. The referee of the week is Grant Atkins. The boys will have their top three from the weekend shortly. And a very another very popular segment, Cameron's Hooker of the Week, is coming up at the US Open. Louis Oosterhausen has birdied 10. He is six under. DeChambeau had a bogey at 11. So the leaders to Rahm and Mackenzie Hughes also at four under par. Uh, so into the back nine at the US Open. This is Breakfast with Vossi. We're on 1170 SEN, 90.3 in Griffith, 1575 Illawarra, 801 Central Coast, 1053 Brisbane, 1620 Gold Coast, 96.9 Ingham, 99.1 Atherton, 96.3 Kingaroy and 91.5 in the Darling Downs. We'll take a break. You're listening to the best of SEN. And right now for Sportsbet, Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. Start your group, bet together, share the moment, conditions apply, gamble responsibly. Ahead of Queensland confirming their side that's been leaked out and New South Wales naming their 20-man squad, Sportsbet has the market for Game 2 next Sunday. Queensland now $4 to win. $4. And New South Wales $1.25. It's 12 and a half start at the line. New South Wales to win by 13-plus, $1.91. And looking at the NRL premiership market after the weekend results, Penrith still favourites, $2.75. Melbourne at $3.25. The Rabbitohs, $7. The Eels, $9. The Roosters are out to $14. And Manly have firmed into $17 to win the premiership. And after the uh, split round of matches in the AFL, Melbourne still favourites there, $5. Brisbane up to $5.50 alongside of Geelong at $5.50 and the Tigers at $6 with the Western Bulldogs. They're the markets for sports bet. And, of course, bet with mates, start your group, bet together, share the moment, conditions apply, gamble responsibly. On a Monday, we're here with Matthew Johns, Cameron Smith, Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. And support Gotcha for Life and men's mental health when you purchase Optiman Shakes from Chemist Warehouse. Now, boys... Not all rugby league this morning. Can I ask you a different question? Um, over the weekend at the comedy festival in Sydney, late night appearance, there are only about 100 people still in the crowd, and up on stage came Borat, Sasha Boran Cohen, as the character of Borat. Everyone was told to put their phones away. You can't record it. But most of them were absolutely, wow, how good is this? I ask you, as two superstars in your life, when have you been awestruck at seeing a celebrity... Uh, Cameron, I'll start with you. Has there been a moment that that has left you a little speechless? You became fanboy. There were a couple of times, uh, Vossi, actually, um, and on the same trip, we we I remember we went to uh, the UK for the 2013 World Cup, and towards the end of the uh, tour, we were based up in Manchester, and we we received an invitation to go to a, a jersey swap with um, some Manchester United players. Mm. So we thought, how good's this? So myself. Uh, Jonathan Thurston and Gal, Paul Gallon, got invited to as the senior players to go over and do this jersey swap. So we were like, how good is this? We'll get down there and meet these players. And we roll up to their training facility and um, the the boys, the three boys come out and uh, you know, to do a bit of a meet and greet and um, to swap jerseys. And then they put the whole sort of show on for us. They take us on a huge tour throughout their training facility and show us their, their weight room. They got a, just to let you know, they got a, they got a big screen TV uh, in their gym, just to so when they jump on the bikes on a Monday morning after the weekend, they can roll the legs over and watch a replay of their match and sort of do their analysis of the game. 
Walked in through the lockers. It's a great setup in there. There were some tanning rooms in there. It's unbelievable. <laughs> wow. uh, just the, the well, the pasty Northern Englanders. They need to look good on telly on the weekend, so they jump in the solarium. <laughs> Couldn't believe it when we seen it. Um, anyway, so we walk through the whole thing. We get down the back, and we're like, "Who are these kids down the back here?" And uh, our guide, oh, that's the the fifteens. It's like the junior um, Man United side. I'm like, "Oh, okay. Anyone? Any good kids out there?" And they said, "Oh, Beckham's." Young fellas out there, I'm like oh right. He goes, yeah, no, he's here today. And we turn around, and we said, what do you, what David Beckham's here? Yeah, no, he's out there. And we're like, wow. Anyway, JT, he just starts carrying on like a good sort and things like, you know, how good would that be to see him? And I said, mate, come on, pull your head in. We're not going to see him. Anyway, so we finish our little sort of tour and we we go down to the the bus that we we drove out on. And anyway, we're jumping on the bus. We're sitting. JT and I and Gal were sitting near the window and I look over in the car park and here's this, there's this bloke walking through the car park and he's all dressed up in this all black sort of kit and this fancy hat and I looked over and I said, mate, that's him. And JT, he's, that's not him. I said, mate, it is him. <laughs> so he got out, sprinted across the car park, grabbed him and I got out there and we, we met David Beckham, got a photo with him. Wow, there is sort of a young... Crazy. JT tackles David Beckham in a car park in Manchester. Matty John's your response will come up after the 8.30 okay. news. We're here until 9 o'clock with Cameron Smith and Matthew Johns. When was Matty John's awestruck? We'll find out in just a moment. You're listening to the best of SEM. And on Monday for Chemist Warehouse, we brush home the final hour with Cameron Smith and Maddie Johns. Just confirmation out of the Melbourne Storm they put up on their social media account. Scans confirming Harry Grant has a slight hamstring strain. Unfortunately, he'll be unavailable for Queensland for Origin 2 this week. That on the official account of the Melbourne Storm. Just before the 8.30 news, we're talking about moments where these two superstars were awestruck. Cameron Smith seeing David Beckham, although it seems like it was Jonathan Thurston more so. But that was a nice smother. I think Cameron really was. He's just using, <laughs> he's using the cover. He's, it's a smother. He's using an alibi there with Jonathan Thurston. Uh, Matty Johns, a moment for you. You're well-travelled. You've been around the world. In your job, you've got to meet a lot of superstars. Was there a moment where you're just uh, bumbling for words? Well, I'm a big, I'm a Britpop fan. I love the uh, Britpop, uh, all English music. And there was a festival 15 years ago in Perth. Oasis, Foo Fighters, Kaiser Chiefs, uh, Wolf Mother. I said, mate, too good. So I jumped on the plane, gone over there. <clears throat> anyway, we arrived at the hotel, Trish and I, walk in. Standing at the bar on the source was Liam Noel Gallagher. So I thought, mm, okay, too good. This is too good to miss. So I walked up and I said, uh, Liam, how you going? I said, listen, can, and you've got to be going. I was thinking, oh, how's this going to end? Because as you know, he's... he's Got himself in a bit of strife occasionally. Once in Australia, remember he headbutted a fan. Uh, anyway, so I Ooh. thought, temp fate. I'll go. <laughs> Liam, how you going? And uh, oh yeah, good. He said, "What's your name, brother?" And I said, "Matthew." And he said, oh, "I'll tell you something you might not know. Matthew was one of the apostles' names." And I was like, uh, <laughs> "Yeah." Anyway, he goes. I said, "Listen, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to bother. I'll just get a photo." He said, yeah, yeah. So we got a photo, and he said, mate, stay and have a drink. And I thought, nah. I said, no, 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 no. I'm all good. So, again, you don't want to tempt fate. I walk outside and sit down with Trish, and I'm like a, I'm like a dog with two tails. Next minute, he walks out, blows the smoke off Trish, and then sits down. 
and made for about half an hour. I remember once he goes, mate, he goes, this is a weird country, you know. And I went, yeah. And he goes, that Shane Warne bloke, he sent me, he sent me a, two cricket bats signed. And I went, do you like cricket? He goes, mate, a bunch of wankers dressed in white standing in the sun. <laughs> right, as he said, right. Anyway, so there was that one. Another time on the subject of uh, Foo Fighters, uh, Fletch, Hindy and I, we had a night out on the source with the Foo Fighters about three or four years ago. And unfortunately, it ended in tears after a long night. But that's a story for a high stool. I really can't probably tell it here. Okay, well, it's not quite, it's not quite, it's not quite the asparagus Kylie uh, Minogue uh, story of your brother, which is one of the, uh, the great yarns of all time. We're with Cameron Smith and Matty Johns. If you want to fire in a question, 0457 736 736. Uh, the greenkeeping rooster on the text says, Boys, I've got a story to rival meeting David Beckham. I met Ken Sutcliffe at Australia's Wonderland pool section in 1989 with my dad. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was at Taronga Park Zoo once and run into Scott Cam. <laughs> I was walking through a furniture show as a kid and walked past Leonard Teal who was on uh, Matlock at the time that was pretty big Leonard Teal that's a big moment uh-huh. my wife Simone was down at the Harris farm the other day and she was standing in the queue behind her was Leo Sayer that's pretty oh, big wow I know I can dance Man. I know I can dance yeah Leo terrific fella terrific I fella. met uh, I met Prince Charles on that same trip fellas that was interesting oh, wow. Well, you you wouldn't believe when we went to Wembley who they dragged out to shake our hands before the game. Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew. Yep. Got the vision to back it up. Oh, yeah. oh, that's that's wonderful. <laughs> By the way, it's Prince William's birthday, Dad. I just sort of get us back on the straight oh. and narrow. Now, oh, another point. Go. Now, I'm going to throw a hypothetical at you, boys, uh, before you give us your top three from the weekend. Mm-hmm. If you were still playing and they said you had to have the vaccination, would you do that? Buffalo Bills Cole Beasley over the weekend. He's a wide receiver. He said, I will be outside doing what I do. He said, hi, I'm Cole Beasley and I'm not vaccinated. This is a public service announcement. I'll be out in the public. If you're scared of me, then steer clear or get vaccinated. Point blank, period. I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. Defiant words from from Cole Beasley. Maybe from the Buffalo Dills rather than the Buffalo Bills. But there you go. How would you stand? I mean, fair income. Is it that hard? Well, Fossey, I, I just get it done. I'm, I'm booked in to get my Pfizer. Just get it done. Well, I, I tell you what's interesting, a word of warning for Cole. I talked to Will Chambers last night. On, he was on our Sunday night show. He told me in an ad break that two of the Japanese players that he played with um, over there, at, I think he played for Panasonic, two of them got COVID and they will not play again because uh, at such heavy scarring on the lungs. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So well, that, well Cole, Cole, Cole said, no, what he's going to do, I'd rather take my chances with COVID and build up my immunity. I'm going to eat better, drink water, exercise, and do what I think is necessary to be a healthy individual. That is my choice. If I'm forced into retirement, he added, so be it. Well, Cole, I think you're going to retire. <laughs> I've got some news for yeah. you. Now, let's wow. go to our top three from the weekend. Have we got an intro? Of course we have. And now on Breakfast with Vossi, the top three. Matty Johns, you can open the batting on this one. What's your top three out of the weekend in the NRL? Well, a little bit of bias. I'm going to go for it. didn't get many raps this one. Everyone's talking about the Xavier Coates um, chase uh, on the uh, on the Thursday night. But I'm going to go for uh, Jaden Braley uh, oh, on yeah. Reese Walsh. For a hooker mm-hmm. to chase down Reese Walsh, and it was a game-defining one in hindsight because, uh, of course, Knights won a, uh, a narrow victory. Uh, 
Nathan Cleary, uh, just a playmaking masterclass. Uh, Friday night against the Roosters, incredible display. And yesterday, mate, don't want to sound boring, but Tom Travojevic, just when he decides to go, he's just unstoppable. Yeah, Tommy Turbo. There we go. Incredible. That's a good three. And I love your nomination of Braley on Walsh. That was a was a fantastic moment. He's a, he's some player, Jaden Braley. He's certainly wholehearted. Now, Cameron, what about your top three? Yeah, well, I've got similar. I've got Tommy Turbo as well. He was just unbelievable again uh, yesterday and, and really just forced the Manly team to, to follow his lead. Um, that's, that's just ominous signs for... Queensland going into uh, game two up here in Brisbane. Um, I'm going to go Manly's left edge. And and Maddie spoke about uh, this earlier. They contributed out of the points, all the points they scored yesterday. I think it was almost nearly the entire um, yeah. scoreline. I think the left edge contributed to. I might be wrong there, but it just seemed like every time they were putting the ball over the line, it was, it was through the, the left edge. Um, which seems strange. I don't know how the Titans didn't um, clue on to that. But anyway, that's another story. But um, And the third one is I've got to go to the Storm boys. Their first half, it was just a cakewalk. They just mm. – I know things – everything went their way and a lot of things went against the West Tigers. But to put 40 on, an, on, a, on a team in, uh, in, in the, first, in the f- first 40 minutes is just a, it's just a great uh, performance. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's the top three of the boys. Uh, we didn't we didn't intend this to be the case, but listeners are, are texting in with their sort of awestruck moments. Uh, Matty, you'll, you'll you'll like this one from Nathan. Nathan says, "I was at Toowoomba Airport once and stepped over Andrew Johns." <laughs> <laughs> we share something common. I've stepped over him many times. Uh, what about that? It was actually um, Chris... it was like doing hurdles so over Joey, over Dad. Over Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris in Bendigo says, I met the late Heath Ledger at my year 12 formal at the Observation City Hotel in Perth. There you go. And yeah. Ivan says, hey, Vossie, I met you at the toy convention a few weeks ago at Penrith. Thanks for the uh, photo. That was at um, Collecticon at is a Cambridge Ivan Park. That, that was Ivan Cleary. Ivan Cleary. Ivan Cleary. Yeah. Yeah, Ivan Ivan Cleary. Was it was adult toys. <laughs> 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 No, it's he, he was actually buying. He was buying a pop for Nathan Cleary. Yeah, he was buying a little pop. Nathan, he sucked. That's what he was doing. Oh, we'll take a break. We will take a break. Hey, Nineteen minutes to nine. Fossey. Before we oh. get taken off air. You're listening to the best of SEN. And hot off the press, breaking news out of Victoria, reporting one new local COVID-19 case today in the last uh, 24 hours there out of Melbourne and at the Gulf. It's now Oosthausen on minus five. John Rahm outright second at minus four. The man who was diagnosed with COVID um, during the Memorial Classic just a few weeks ago and had to pull out from the final round when he was leading by six. Cameron Smith and Matthew Johns here. We'll get to Hooker of the Week in just a moment. Matty, just before the break, you were itching to come in again. There's, there's another listener who's been in touch who said, uh, boys, I met Rolf Harris in the 1970s. Well, you, you, you look back on that fondly with his wobble board and all that. Oh, dear. <laughs> Rolf the Harris, wo- eh? His wobble what, Vossie? Oh. Well, he's bored. What about the time, Vossie? He went, they got him on Triple Creepy. M. Like, can you believe they got him on Triple M to do the Andrew Denton morning show? That's to get you know people to sing 
artists to sing songs that were totally different to their genre. So, you know, people like Richard Clapton were doing uh, Gangster's Paradise and whatnot. They got Rolf Harris on to do the Divinals. Uh, I touched myself. It's still, it's been told, it's, it's the Eater Triple M never, ever play that version. There you go. Um, there's, a, there's another beauty from Paul. You know, again, this was not our intention of the segment today. I got two great rugby league minds. Paul says, "Boys, I met Doctor Bellows from I Dream of Genie in a diner in Arizona," <laughs> and then he put "WTF." <laughs> That's enormous, Doctor Bellows oh, from what I a Dream show. of Genie. Doesn't get much better than that, does it, Doctor oh, Bellows? Wow. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, I think on that note, we need to go to Hooker of the Week. Let's go to the intro. <laughs> And now, on Breakfast with Vossie, Cameron Smith's Hooker of the Week. I don't get the space music with it, really. I don't quite understand, but anyway, we're still, we're still calling <laughs> Very it Hooker dramatic, of the Week. Dummy half of the week, number nine. Yeah. What have you got for us, Cameron? Well, another coveted uh, award handed out weekly. Now, this is a difficult one, boys, because there was a few blowouts, and in the blowouts, the, you know, the dummy halves, they don't tend to feature too much because it's always you know, the outside backs and the half backs and all that stuff taken the glory so I've gone for well there was three uh the the Braley brothers I thought they were very good for their respective sides um you know put in a lot of hard work uh but I, I can't go past Andrew McCulloch this week boys for mm. the Dragons I thought he was he, he, he 55 tackles one miss mm. one miss out of the 55 had five runs um and kicked a 40 20 um at a crucial moment of the game um on the weekend to get up 22 points to 20 against the Raiders, so he, well done, Macca. And, and he is possibly, a, or he's possibly, could get a recall to the Queensland side. Mate, I tell you, Smithy, he is... I never really fully appreciated how, appreciated how good a player Macca was till he came to mm. Newcastle last year. Yeah. And a turning point, uh, a negative turning point or a downturn in our season last year was, mate, we are flying middle of the year when, when McCulloch come to Newcastle and he yeah. was exactly the leader that we needed. Mm. Then, he, you remember that game, he slipped and tore his hamstring. Uh, yes. They sort of did the splits and, and he never played again that season. And we weren't, we'd never looked the same side. So it was, uh, he, he's been fantastic for the Dragons. Uh, Matty, we've got a text here from Ryan, and, and Cameron, you can buy into this too. Um, Reese Walsh expected to be confirmed this morning as the starting fullback for Queensland in State of Origin number two. Ryan says, how do you think he will go playing fullback for 80 minutes of origin? What's the forecast on Reese Walsh, Matty? Um, super talented. Like, it's a challenge. State the obvious. It's a challenge on a couple of levels. Um, uh, one of the big challenges is going to be handling Nathan Cleary's kicking game for 80 minutes. And he had some difficulty on the weekend with Jake Clifford putting up those monster kicks. But Nathan, they'll really test him out. And, and look, Smithy, you know, I just, you, you look at those great Melbourne Storm sides, if they were against a you know, kid like Reese Walsh, the sort of a, a pre, uh, the pressure they would apply. Look, yep. look, Vossi, it depends what the style of the contest is. If it's open and free flowing, um, I think you'll be a real handful. But it's just, it, it's, it, it's a big ask. It's a tough one. But good on him. Con- mate, congratulations. He's going to have a long, a great career. I probably would have waited 12 months, but I suppose just through necessity, they've had to throw him in. Mm. 
Really tough, yeah. Cameron, isn't it? Because we're talking about, realistically, how many full training sessions would you have? Side only getting together this morning mm. and the game is Sunday. So how many runs together will he have? Yeah, well, I, I think they only have three training sessions, Vossi. Yeah, three, I, I, three it's sessions. Three, yeah, it's three sessions. And, and maybe that, that may be a positive for him, that he doesn't have a, a whole lot of time to think about what's coming. And I think... Um, well, he's got a man that's that's done it all before, better than most in, in Billy Slater. I believe that's that's going to be around. He's not going to be in camp, but he, he's going to be around and, and may give him a few tips. But, um, yeah, I agree with Matty. I, I think he had to be selected I just out of necessity uh, more than anything. It's just we, we were, Queensland are very short on options as far as our outside backs are concerned um, at this minute. Um, but, you know, talking about, you know, a young bloke getting his opportunity, well, you got to get your opportunity at some stage, and he sh- the, the things that he's shown in the NRL week to week, it, it, he's good enough. He's good enough to play. And is he going to be tested? Of course, he's going to be tested. Every player that is playing their first game at Origin is tested by the opposition, and particularly with the number one jersey, you're isolated at the back. Well, that responsibility now falls on the front line of of the Queensland Maroons, and clearly he's going to test him out through his kicking game. Of course, he is. Well, it's up to you know whoever's playing. Number nine, particularly um, Welsh, Papali'i, these guys in the front line to go out and take time away from Cleary, take time away from him, so he doesn't have to face that pressure where you know Nathan Cleary will put a kick from halfway. He'll put it on a, a five cent piece, two meters from the try line, having you know the New South Wales defensive line chasing down and meeting him and putting him under all sorts of pressure. So you got to take up that responsibility throughout the entire team to to reduce, you know, the pressure that Reese Walsh will feel. We have just a couple of minutes to go, fellas, because this is the last time you're on air together. I will mm. I will word my origin prediction this way. Yes. Maddie, how many points, and obviously you're tipping New South Wales, how many points do you think Queensland would have to score on Sunday night to beat New South Wales? Uh, you can give them a, a tally of points right now. 30. Um, I think the really crucial thing in this game is... If New South Wales allow Queensland to dictate terms of the contest and Queensland will revert to run harder than they do, hit harder than they do, if we get caught in a midfield battle, then we're inviting them back into the contest. We've got to play New South Wales football, which is width. That's how we've got to play. All but right, I think 30 and you get points. the last say, your 30 points. And Cameron, you get to say, if you were locking in a score for New South Wales, that you would be comfortable and realistic that Queensland could chase down. What would be that limit? Well, oh, oh, well, oh, I think Queensland have to be scoring twenty plus at least to be in the contest. Mm-hmm. Now we we know New South Wales they're not going to change a whole heap. Now there's been a forced change in their lineup with um, Jake Trebojevic being injured, but the style of play and the game plan that they will take to Brisbane it, it won't change a whole heap from Townsville in game one. They scored fifty points. Why would you change it? And as Maddie said, there's going to play with a lot of width, a lot of passing, a lot of ball movement. So Queensland, they're going to have to score 20-plus to be in this match. All righty, that is Cameron Smith, Matthew Johns having their say on State of Origin. Boys, it's always been a pleasure. Uh, one of our listeners, too, don't get time to read through the full text. He was with you, uh, Maddie, at the Foo Fighters. Pig Dog, he was there and... He had to leave. The, the listeners had to leave. It was a promotion at, uh, what was it, Triple M at the radio station. There you go. Lots of people flushed out today with their star spotting. Cameron, have a great week. We'll talk again Thursday. And Matty Johns, all your work on Fox League. Enjoy the week off.
Good on you, uh, boys. In Bathurst. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy it, buddy. Thanks, boss. You're listening to the best of SEM. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.